0: The following program is sponsored by the Awesome Nawson Group and Dan Keller. This is Seattle Real Estate Radio. With your hosts, Christian Nossum. Well, when you're selling, you got to know who your buyer is and you got to know how to market to him. I do. And Dan Keller, mortgage expert with New American Funding. Hey, rates are important, but strategy matters more than ever. For the next hour, you'll learn impactful insider information as Christian and Dan teach about the ins and outs of Seattle's real estate market. Now, here's Christian and Dan.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to Seattle Real Estate Radio here on KKOL 1300 AM. I'm here with the one and only Mr. Dan
2: Keller. The one and only. (laughs) What's up, man? You are the one and only. Yeah, I'm getting confused, though. It's funny. I had somebody, uh, a real estate agent the other day said, hey, uh, I talked to a borrower. I met him at an open house, and they said that you're their cousin. (laughs) And I was like, great, what's their name? I was like, I have no idea who that person (laughs) is. So I'm not the one and only. Well, or maybe you're getting so famous that <laughs> yeah. everyone is your cousin. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. That, well, I everyone, think that's yeah, really what it's boiling down to. Cousin, whatever, you're just so. getting
1: so famous, man. That's the deal. Yeah. You got you got the show. The show, yeah. The show is just blowing me up. <laughs> you, you, are, you are a famous mortgage lender. Yeah. yeah. You are a, a nationwide speaker at conferences. Yeah. And your wife is kind of famous, too.
2: So I think it's just... I think my you're wife, getting so yeah, famous My wife's that... making me famous. I'll, I'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll run with that one. We'll run with that one. There you go. Yeah. But uh, no, happy Monday. What is... Uh, what's up with... Well, you have some big news. Yes. Mm-hmm. We are having child
1: number three. That's huge, man. Yes, And on Saturday, we're going to figure out what the
2: heck it is. So I have to... I guess human. You guess human. Well, you know what I'm going for. I'm just... I'm, you got to... Voting for another dude. Uh, Another baller coming. (laughs) But that's just, that's, yeah.
1: Us guys, you guys have one of each, so you're blessed. So the the next one doesn't matter.
2: I don't really care either way. It's going to be great. But your daughter is so sweet. I almost have to vote for another girl, anyways. Mm -hmm. I believe literally next to my daughter is my favorite little girl that I know. Mm -hmm. She's so precious. She is. I love her. Very, very good girl. Yes. Yeah. So she stays that way. You guys are doing a gender reveal this week. Yes, yeah. thanks to your wife, she's yeah.
1: baking us a cake. Yeah. And we're going to cut into it and figure out if it's pink or blue.
2: Yep. And I don't even know. Jenny won't even tell me, so I can't even Which give you Which I blues. am thankful for her. <laughs> because I would probably slip up. You would slip up. You're like, yeah, he's going to be awesome. I know. I'd be like, <laughs> What? Yeah. So, <laughs> full disclosure, I don't even know. I'm good. delivering the cake, and I don't even know. Jenny, if you're listening,
1: is. thank you very much. Yeah.
2: Now she's smart. She she knows you. Yeah. <laughs> I would I literally, and I would that would be the worst thing ever. Yeah. To slip up on something like that, I would not be very happy. No. Shannon but, would be hey, even more unhappy. She would be crazy. Yeah. But <laughs> I do have to say that you guys told me, and I kept a really good secret. You did. So I kind of apparently. Knew, I mean, because yeah. you knew a little while ago. Yeah. 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 I think I even waited a day. To tell my wife. That's Probably because didn't I didn't see her. <laughs> her. Yeah, yeah, she's been so busy. Yeah. But uh, no, right. so congrats, man. Thanks, man. So we are in March. Yes. And this is, so we, we did a home bar class this last week. And mm-hmm. I kind of opened up talking about, and if you're listening to this, really pay attention to this. So this is not just, you know, everything's crazy right now. The markets are crazy right now. The economy's crazy right now. The stock mm-hmm. market, whatever. Every single year or any point in time, When you're talking about real estate or you're talking about money, Mm -hmm. um, you can always focus on two things. One, season, and two, cycles. And I'm really, I really try, when I meet with clients, I really try to explain, uh, I explain what they're about to go through and the financial decision they're about to make. And I really try to give a lot of context around that. And I found the easiest way is to break it down into two categories. Every, regardless of when you buy, there's a season. Mm -hmm. And regardless of when you're buying, there's a cycle. Yep. Right now we're going through the season. Typically it's the slower part. January, February is kind of the the dead months, if you will. Mm-hmm. Well the it starts in kind of
1: October, November, December.
2: Yeah. And then it spreads over to January, February. Yeah. And yeah. then it heats up and every mm-hmm. spring and every summer heats up. And so yep. um seasonally, we're going through a season right now. Yep. We're at the beginning of March, middle mm-hmm. of March. And so you're going to talk about that here in a minute. And then the other part of it is cycles. And I'm going to talk more about cycles in my mortgage minute today and actually maybe even spend a little bit more time on it. Uh, Tony Robbins just released a book called Unshakable. I love, (laughs) love, love. If you haven't, I'm going to get us a copy of it. We'll read it together. Um, But it talks about, hey, we're on a run. We're on an eight-year run Mm -hmm. uh, where the markets have been bullish, meaning Mm -hmm. continuing to rise, continuing to improve. And history says that every five years there's a correction. We're due for a correction. I actually, yeah. just told one of the producers that, that mm-hmm. hey, um, you should be saving. We should be saving. We yeah. should be working our butts off right now and saving and investing because we're due for a correction and it's mm-hmm. gonna happen, it should have happened, but it's probably gonna happen here in the future. And so part of all of that, let me go back to seasons here in Seattle. It's crazy right now in regards to the amount of people relocating to yes. Seattle and what it's doing, the impacts um, of that on inventory. So mm-hmm. I know I want to just probably just transition right into your Real Estate Minute. I hope so with this, okay. because I know you're going to be talking about inventory issues. Yep. Right? So
0: why don't we just uh, transition Jump right into, into your Real Estate Minute? Yeah. Welcome to this week's Seattle Real Estate Minute with Christian Nasso. We don't have a camera, but I just pointed at it like we did. <laughs> You're used to it. Yeah. <laughs> So um,
1: what's going on is – so the Northwest MLS, which the Northwest MLS is the group that every real estate agent, whether they're technically a realtor or not, which yeah. that's a whole nother deal. But yep. every real estate agent that's licensed in almost all of western Washington and parts of eastern Washington mm-hmm. it involves 23 counties in the state of Washington. They just released some stats that are kind of crazy. Mm-hmm um at the end of february so just a couple weeks ago 2 3 weeks ago now um there were only 9091 active listings across 23 counties
2: say that again what was that
1: at the at the end of february okay. there were just under 9100 listings 9091 listings okay. that were active okay. over 23 counties in february 2016 so a year ago That number was 25% higher. Mm. So it was 12,107 in February 2016. So even though, just like you're talking about seasons, even though we're in the low season, this is the lowest of the low season because dating back to 2004, Mm -hmm. the Northwest MLS has never had inventory levels go below 10,000 in a month, Mm. ever. Never gone below 10,000 active homes for sale in a month. And that's as far back as their records go, which is only 2004. So repeat that
2: again. Never have they ever had less than what? They've
1: never seen inventory levels go below 10,000 active units in a month. So active wow. home for sale in a month before, ever. And 2004 was the first year they started keeping track of that. Okay. So kind of crazy. Uh, clearly, this is not a balanced market. No. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, supply and demand are completely out of whack. Mm -hmm. And that also goes to what you are just about to talk to, which we have too many people moving here and not enough homes for them. Yeah. And supply is extremely low, the lowest it's ever been. Yeah. And demand, I don't know if it's the highest it's ever been, but it's pretty damn high. It is way up there right now. So that – Lack of balance is yeah. really what's driving this. Yeah. Uh, in addition to our economy, yep. in addition to interest rates being low, in addition to, I mean, our location, Seattle is beautiful. Yeah. It, it, there's a lot that goes into it, but those are the kind of the big things that do go into it. Yeah. So, just basically saying, the market's out of whack. Mm-hmm. It will eventually. More and more will come up at the beginning of the year. Yep. I predicted that this year <laughs> it would get easier. To buy a home because there will be more homes available, yeah. and maybe that was me being uh,
2: optimistic and hoping it would yeah. get easier. Yeah. But it certainly can't get worse. Yeah. So yeah, well, <laughs> what what would make it worse though? So let's talk about this for our listeners. Let's really—I don't want to say dummy it down because I don't want to offend any of our listeners. But I mean, I first of all, if you're listening, this is what we do for ourselves. Listen, I'm not the, <laughs> yeah, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. So I sometimes I need you to dummy things down yeah. even for me, and so. Let's make it really. Let's make it fifth grade level, third okay. grade level. Um, what when you're when you're talking to your clients? Mm-hmm. Do you compare like the twenty seventeen February of twenty seventeen with twenty February of twenty sixteen? You know, and then next month, March of twenty seventeen with March of sixteen. Um, or do you actually even go back further? Or what when you're advising to your explain? Clients, yeah, to explain what the heck's going on?
1: Yeah. Well, what I do is I say, you know, in a Completely balanced market. It's Mm -hmm. not a seller market or a buyer market. Mm -hmm. There is six months of inventory available. Okay. So if no more homes came on the market today, it would take six months for all those homes to sell. Okay. Does that make sense? Uh Uh-huh. That's a balanced market. Right now, the last stat that I saw said that we had about two and a half weeks of inventory. Two and a half weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So that just goes to show how
2: unbalanced, Very unbalanced we are. Yeah. Okay. So, what could even throw that? I mean, when you just said it couldn't get worse, what could make it worse for our listeners would be maybe rates dropping again, causing, mm-hmm. a, um, you know, oh my god, home we have to buy boat. now. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about this later, but rates are actually trending up, mm-hmm. which will probably help which will help mm-hmm. obviously but then comes the fear when we do our home buyer classes one of the fears is that hey home values are going up the markets are going up rates are going up mm-hmm. oh my gosh i can't even qual- i can't qualify for a 600,000 house and then you're sitting there going you can't even buy in seattle for 600,000 yeah. that's yeah. the least of your fears mm-hmm. so um, yeah i mean these are definite concerns right now so the solution is people are moving. They're not living necessarily in the, the heart to, of the yeah. city. They're moving out, yeah. which is north or south. Yep, north yeah. or south. Okay,
1: that's what's happening. Yep. Or east, but even east is not cheap either.
2: Yeah. yeah. How about West Seattle? I know I'm totally going off on a tangent. How's West Seattle doing? Is it's West still Seattle... super competitive. Is it really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We had an offer on a house that was listed last week. It was at four seventy nine. Okay. It was the. 1300 square foot Rambler yeah, I think Les was telling me about yeah. that nothing to really 479 it yeah. wasn't super fancy yeah. or anything crazy yeah um it had I don't remember 18 offers or something like that wow. and it went for over 610 wow
0: yeah wow
1: yeah but even up north we just had an offer yesterday in Mill Creek mm-hmm. they were asking 545. Uh, they had 16 offers mm. and it went for 660. Wow! So over 110 grand That's more, insane. 115 grand more. Yeah, actually, actually, I think it went even higher than that. But
2: it's uh, crazy. It's crazy out there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now in that case, they were priced a little low, mm-hmm. so probably shouldn't have yeah. gone that. Well, it shouldn't have gone that much over the asking price because yeah. they were priced they so should, low. Could have priced but, it better. Yeah, but kind of, I mean, it is what it
2: is. Yeah. So. Wow. Lots going on. Lots to pay attention to. I think yeah. um, what I'm going to really kind of just drill drill home with you about over the next month or two is this two and a half week thing. Two and a half weeks yeah. of inventory. I mean, I don't really see that getting a ton better as you go into the spring, right? I mean... Mm,
1: well, hopefully we'll have more inventory, but yeah. there's going to be a
2: lot of buyers yeah. so it's coming out of the woodwork the again. Two and a half weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, you might see the, the inventory, the number of active number, listings yep, increase over 10,000, yep. so we're eater there mm-hmm. but then you're going to see more people on the sidelines which both of us have yeah. there's a lot of people sitting lot. on the sidelines yeah
1: well today's show it's actually pretty interesting if you have bad allergies or uh have a, a furnace at your house which pretty much everybody does you're going to want to listen up because we're going to have an air bu- air duct cleaning expert on the
0: show so we're going to have uh howie's power back coming on next So stay tuned Stay tuned. There's more Seattle Real Estate Radio coming up here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL. We're back with more Seattle Real Estate Radio with your hosts, Christian Nossam and Dan Keller.
2: All right. Hey, welcome back to Seattle Real Estate Radio here on 1300 Business Radio KKOL. Hey, we have an awesome guest today. And this is relevant to me because our heat pump went out. Literally, and it's two years old. uh, Two weeks ago, so you've been
1: using the furnace.
2: Yeah, it just everything went went out, and it was just blowing ice cold air through the house, and Mm. everyone was freaked out. And so, where were you two weeks ago? Well, that's not (laughs) what he does. So (laughs) no, but (laughs) but it it had to do with the furnace. Oh, yeah. So they ended up fixing something. Some guy came out and had to. Anyways, so uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to sit back and learn and. and Yeah, I'm excited because I
1: have allergies, really bad allergies,
2: and uh, the previous
1: owner of our house lived there for 50 years and I guarantee they never cleaned their ducts. So, yeah. So, anyways, nice. today we have Eric Harper from Howie's Powervac, a locally owned company based out of Edmonds. They specialize in residential air duct cleaning. Mm-hmm. Howie's has been in business for over 63 years and is a NADCA, which stands for National Air Duct Cleaners Association of America certified. Eric's been in the HVAC industry for over 17 years. They prefer to educate customers, which is why we have them on the show, because that's exactly how we work as well. Mm-hmm. We They prefer to educate customers on their HVAC systems, especially when it comes to cleaning out of sight, out of mind. It's something that homeowners very rarely think about, and that is very true, because I end up reminding people, hey, when's the last time you got your furnace serviced? And they're like... Furnace serviced? You're mm-hmm. supposed to do that? And I'm like, yeah, every one to two years, you should probably do that. That is They're correct. They're like, uh, well, um. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I sold this house to you eight years ago. You should probably get back on that. So, yeah. So, tip for everyone listening. Yeah. If you haven't, get your furnace serviced. It doesn't cost that much. About 200, 250 bucks. Anyways, so, Eric, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Um, I actually told our producer to to find someone specifically in this industry because we are thinking about doing it, and we wanted to find the best of the best to have on the show to educate people. So thank you very much for coming out. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. Cool. So the name of the company is Howie's PowerVac.
3: Who is Howie? <laughs> Actually, Howie was the original owner of Howie's PowerVac. Nice. He started it back in 1953. And wow. he started out just basically cleaning oil furnaces and oil heat duct systems. Yeah. And it moved on from there and progressed to where we are today.
1: So what all do you guys do?
3: We do a wide variety of uh, services. We've mm-hmm. got the residential side, which is Howie's PowerVac, and then mm-hmm. we have our commercial side, which does uh, commercial HVAC cleaning, as well as um, catch basin cleaning and storm system cleaning as well. Oh, wow. Wow. So we do a, we've do. we got a quite a range of those services to provide.
1: So let's kind of just do a very simple explanation of what the heck uh, air duct cleaning is for sure. people that have no clue what that means.
3: Yeah, basically what you're going to do is – we're going to go into your um, furnace mm-hmm. and we're going to open it up and we're going to put it under negative uh, pressure, which we basically reverse the airflow of the mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. We primarily use a uh, power vac mounted vacuum truck, mm-hmm. and uh, we then go to each individual vent, have compressed air lines that go down each vent with a whip on the end of it. Looks like a little ball with mm-hmm. whips on it. Looks like an octopus. Mm-hmm. Literally goes down all the way to the trunk line beating against all the ductwork, knocking stuff loose, and Hmm. it gets sucked out to the trunk line and then out to the truck.
1: Wow. We do that
3: with every vent to ensure that the system is cleaned, Mm -hmm. and then we clean the trunk line as well. And then also what we do is we pull the blower assembly completely out of the furnace, thoroughly wash it, dry it, and reinstall it. Hmm. That ensures that you have a complete clean system.
1: Interesting. So I always tried to figure out how they did this. And I always thought they, like, just took, like, a shop vac and stuck it in the vent in the room and tried to stick it down as far as it would go until it got stuck and then pull it back out.
3: Yeah, that's usually about a foot to two feet in. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't do too much.
3: And it generally doesn't. And you've seen on TV where they've had those uh, TV coverages where they do something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And that's, that's a method that we don't use.
1: That's, that's a, a, the cheap and probably not best way to go about it, I'm guessing. That is correct. All right. Well, good to know. Because I know I pulled up a vent uh, a couple of weeks ago at home, and because the kids dropped something in it, and I had to fish it out. Yep. And I looked down and I was like, "Wow, that's about a half a bowl of Cheerios and thirteen <laughs> oh, yeah. almonds." Oh, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, it's
3: amazing what we find coming out of some of these duck systems. Yeah,
1: I can imagine. But thankfully, it probably all goes into the truck, and you don't have to. And it does really pay too yeah. much attention to it. <laughs> Until <laughs> you dump it out. You, you can certainly
3: look. hear it coming through
1: the hoses. Uh-huh. I can imagine. So what is this kind of cost in general, or how do you even estimate this for people if they're for thinking of doing For your average it?
3: home, you're looking right around anywhere from about $475 and up. Okay. It's all going to depend on the size of the home, number mm-hmm. of vents, where the furnace is located. <clears throat> if it's in an attic space or crawl space, we have to do a different type of hookup for mm-hmm. those systems. Mm-hmm. But generally, if you pay anywhere from 475 to to 1000 And, again, it all depends on the home size, number of vents, and where the systems are located. And that makes
1: sense. Um, One question that I have that just popped in my mind is, so what if – do you think cleaning the ducts actually helps get the airflow into other rooms better? Like if there's a low amount of airflow getting to a room, would that help at all or no? Yes
3: and no. It does. Once we clean the fan assembly out of the furnace, that's Mm going to free up more airflow. Ah. It's going to actually push more air. But it all depends on how your ductwork system is set up. If you have dampers, then they have to be adjusted. Mm-hmm. Or you have to go through your servicing company and have them come out and rebalance the system. Got it. And that
1: will you know, help get help the, airflow. the
3: airflow to each individual room. Yeah,
1: Interesting. That makes sense. All right. Um, can, how do you tell – like how do I know if I was gone and I had let you in or I had someone let you into the house and I come back – I don't know if you actually did anything. How would I be able to tell that you actually went through there and got them clean? Well, there's a couple of different methods. You can okay. have somebody stay home and watch us,
3: or we can do... <laughs> not saying
1: that I don't trust <laughs> you. <laughs> and, and we get that question all the time. Yeah, I'm sure, because um, it's something that you can't see. So exactly, it's like, well, how do I know exactly. you actually did anything? And I just paid you a bunch of money. Yeah, well, you didn't... can
3: typically open up one of your events like in your floor mm-hmm. register and reach back down in there and see if anything is still left in there. Mm-hmm. Or we also have another method with a push camera which we can put through the system and show you before and after. Just to prove, yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, Is that extra, then, if you wanted to do that? That would be in an additional charge. Yeah, It's kind of like a sewer scope, almost, where Correct. we're trying yeah. to make sure the sewer line's yep. good. And we
3: can back it up and send you pictures. We can put it on a DVD. We can give it to you so you are sure that we did what we said we were going to do. <clears throat> Nothing
1: more exciting than sitting down with a bowl of popcorn, popping in the DVD, <laughs> and watching, watching your air duct. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? It's pretty fascinating. It's pretty cool to watch. I'm sure for some. <laughs> Oh, yes. For others, that's maybe true. not. That's true. That's true. It's very loud, but it is fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's where you get to see some of the crazy stuff in there, too, especially the before shots. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You're like, wow. What, what is the craziest thing you've seen in there? Uh, well, perhaps when uh, they came to clean
3: out my ductwork system because Ooh. I had bought the house and uh-huh. it's 10 years old and I don't know that it was ever done, yeah. mm. there was actually a couple of DVDs that came out. There was a little toy microphone, a kid's toy microphone, that popped out. Some drywall, hmm. pieces of wood, screws, nails—you name
2: it. Wow, it—it it was in there. Hmm. See, so. I think you just hit it. You made a good point. When you buy a house, I think that would be healthy because you're breathing mm-hmm. somebody else's Correct. history or whatever Pet dander, Pet, whatever mold, yeah. whatever they had. I going think that's smart. On. Yeah, it yeah, is. It's, it's probably not smart. a bad idea. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. That's my big aha so far. And I'm yeah,
1: yeah. now you're making me feel bad for not doing that yet. Since we bought the house a yeah. year and a half ago.
2: Yeah, how old is your house? <laughs> yeah,
1: well, you know, that was the second owner, yeah. and he was there for 50-plus years, and I Dang. guarantee he never did it. So, yeah.
3: Yep, yep. And each, each individual house is unique in its own way. Mm-hmm.
1: So if I wanted you to come out, which sure. I do, how would I get you out there? Because that's, uh, that's now what my brain's going to. Yeah, certainly. You can give us a call. Okay. Anytime, uh, we're there from seven a.m. to
3: five p.m. Monday through Friday. Nice. We also have an on-call emergency service for other services, mm-hmm. uh, but you could also leave a message and we pick that up on
2: Monday. Like if a pet falls down the HVAC, is that the emergency <laughs> services or
3: that uh, we've actually had calls like on a them, hamster? You know? I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> hamsters my hamster. or snakes or anything. Oh my god! <clears throat> uh, and typically, there's really not much we can do with that except go and disconnect the ductwork and hope yeah. that the little critter comes out yeah. somehow, <laughs>
1: somewhere. <laughs> Alive. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because you don't really want to. I'm
2: going to suck him out. You don't want to <laughs> suck him out. That would be mean. That would be really mean. Oh, Peter might be on that one. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. He might get banned from
1: PETA, Yeah, yes, for sure. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, how often should someone? Now that we're kind of talking about that, how often should someone get their ducks cleaned? In a typical situation, about every
3: five to ten years. Okay. Uh, unless you've had any restoration, remodel work mm. done or you've had a small fire loss in your kitchen from the smoke and soot, mm-hmm. we clean that. So,
1: What about if someone, because this happens, I see this a lot with my clients, where maybe they, they switch from an old oil furnace mm-hmm. to a heat pump or just a natural gas furnace. Is that a good time? That and, would be
3: the perfect time because when that furnace is out and they're mm-hmm. putting in the new one, we can actually get in there before they put the new one in mm. and clean it pretty quick
1: is that why would that be recommended what's the
3: the benefit of that is is we don't have to work through the furnace got it we can actually work through the furnace opening in the floor Mm -hmm. or the ceiling in order to get it cleaned Mm -hmm. we don't have to pull the blower fan out to access it so it creates a lot less time Mm -hmm. and we're there we can hook up right to the system Mm -hmm. and clean it Hmm.
1: so that's on the the less expensive end of
3: it yeah because that's going to reduce your cost because we don't have to pull the
1: blower assembly in Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So what would be the benefit of doing it um, in between that transition other than the fact that it's easier to get to it? Is there, does does an oil furnace leave anything behind that's it potentially does. Sometimes bad? Sometimes
3: it leaves some soot throughout the ductwork. Whenever okay. it gets older, the older the system gets, it's, just, mm-hmm. it's like your car. It'll start leaking oil after a while. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. start leaking soot from an oil service, oil furnace into your system, hmm. and it coats the ductwork.
1: Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I never thought about that, but that that makes a lot of sense. Is there any other times that you should do it after uh after you do anything? I mean, you said remodeling, which makes a lot of sense because there's so much dust. Yep. Yeah. A um, fire
3: lots of drywall dust. It's very fine, gets through anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of a lot of times they'll use those open duct holes or the the supplies as their garbage chute. They'll sweep stuff in there, it'll fall in there. <laughs>
1: And it just gets left. <laughs> you see that a lot, huh? <laughs> we do see that a lot. We see a lot of construction
3: material come out of uh, out of new duct work. Wow.
1: Okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, so let's say you come over to my house. My house is about 2,500 square feet. Uh, let's see. We have probably, I don't know, what's an average for a number of ducks in, in the room or in a house like it's that? So about
3: 2,500 square feet? Yeah. It's about average of 10 fence per 1,000 square feet. So you probably have 15 to 25 registers.
1: So how long would that take? Uh, depending on where the furnace is located. It's downstairs, so it's a uh, two-story, mm-hmm. mid-century modern.
3: Easy access to the furnace. Easy access to the furnace, uh, yeah. Typically from hookup to finish, you're probably looking at three to five hours.
1: Okay. And at that, knowing that estimate that you're doing, what do you think cost-wise, just so people have a good idea? Uh,
3: 2,500 square feet, you're probably looking right around 1,100. Okay. Give or take. Depends <clears> if you have air conditioning or a heat pump. Yeah, we oils, got a heat pump. Oils, yep. Electronic air cleaner.
1: Yep. All that good stuff. We got the heat pump. Yeah. It's so th- so nice mm. in the summer. <laughs> yeah. We'll
3: actually go in there and at the furnace, there's a coil. We'll clean that, pull the blower assembly, clean the electronic air cleaner, and make sure that the entire system is clean before nice. we turn it back on.
1: Nice. Well, I know Dan's got some good questions because oh, yeah. he's been writing yeah. them down. So yep. uh, we are going to come back. We have Eric Harper from Howie's Powerback talking about air duct cleaning. So stay tuned for more right after the
0: break. We're back with more Seattle Real Estate Radio with your hosts, Christian Nossum and Dan Keller.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Seattle Real Estate Radio here on KKOL 1300 AM. We're back with Eric Harper from Howie's Power back, which they are really mm-hmm. opening up my mind yeah. about uh, how important it is to actually get your air duct cleaning done. Because I did not know... Mm-hmm how dirty they probably are yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how nasty they are yeah. and i didn't know you should probably do it every five to ten years or after a remodel or any of that stuff i had no clue so thank you for coming on hey you're welcome making me feel really dirty when i go home <laughs> <laughs> like i'm breathing bad air yeah. and uh and really just educating everybody about this. Because it's important mm-hmm. stuff. And, and especially for if anyone has pets mm-hmm. or maybe they bought a house and the person before had pets mm-hmm. and you haven't done that, mm-hmm. you're going to have issues. Yeah. I mean, I have clients all the time that look for homes. And part of what they're looking for is some, a house that hasn't had pets yeah. in it. And that's really hard to do. Especially in Seattle. We have so many dogs. Well, Seattle area. Very Seattle dog- area. friendly area. Yeah. Yes. And so that's tough to do. So I guess, other than getting the carpets cleaned, another thing they should probably add to that list is getting the the furnace
2: air ducts cleaned as well. Yep, Cause I'm sure there's that's a lot of that's where my pet That's where my mind's there. going with all of this, with mm-hmm. the amount of homes that you sell and mortgages that I originate. Um, this is a conversation I'm just at least going to bridge from mm-hmm. here on here here forward. I think it's healthy. I think. So imagine this: that you buy a house that you know is twenty years old, and the person that lived in it before you had lived in there for ten years, and they had a couple of cats and maybe a dog or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to believe that there's some animal hair. In oh yeah, the, in the in the, vent, yeah. in the HVAC, correct? Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, definitely. Not only animal hair, but also you got to think about whenever you human yeah. hair, skin, yeah. hair, skin, yeah. skin dander. That makes up about seventy percent of the yeah. particles in your system. Yeah,
1: you're
2: breathing there. Yeah. 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 Breathing in other people. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> no. And I mean, and, and that's where I, I'm listening Yum. to you guys in the first segment, and that's where my mind was going. That yeah. okay, so you wouldn't really buy a new house without either getting new carpet or having the carpets cleaned.
3: Oh, that's one of the first things we did when we bought our house, yeah. mm-hmm. all new flooring. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's what a lot of people yeah. end up doing, or
1: at least getting them cleaned
2: at the very yeah. minimum. Yep. So now if you have HVAC, which most homes yeah, do, you might want to think in that direction. So mm-hmm. so for our listeners right now, I'm, I'm curious, So, uh, which, by the way, great segment, great first segment, super, super informative. I kind of want to go back and where it all began. So um, how did Howie's PowerVac start? Give us some history.
3: Well, Howie, who I said originally, mm-hmm. started the business um, way back in 1953, wow. and he specialized in just cleaning oil furnaces, mm-hmm. uh, boilers, and HVAC systems. Hmm. Uh, over the years, it grew from mm-hmm. just doing residential, and as time progressed and technology progressed, went to gas furnaces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then he started cleaning those, as well as he started getting into the commercial side. Mm-hmm. So right around the late 70s, early 80s, how he kind of retired and sold the business or gave the business to his daughter and son-in-law. Oh, wow. And they kind of expanded it with the more of the commercial side, the mm-hmm. HVAC cleaning as well as the super sucker side, mm-hmm. which, again, is the catch basins, uh, storm drains, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as years have progressed, we actually are still cleaning houses. We still have a lot of our customer base. That call us back five to ten years later or yeah. sooner when yep. their ductwork cleaned. Yep. Uh, we have a lot of customers in Seattle, and we love those customers. They're mm-hmm. great. Yep. Um, but we also specialize in cleaning out crawl spaces from when they have a water leak. Oh. Uh, we specialize in cleaning out attic insulation so that they can replace it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we do. Hmm. We don't just specifically clean ductwork. Yeah, that's good to know.
1: That is stuff. really good to know. So if yeah. they're, like, I had a client and they're, they're fri- they went out of town, their fridge, uh, the... The, what was it? The, the water line to the ice water maker. Water line to the ice uh, maker. That's exactly what it was. That broke yep. mm. and started leaking into their crawl space. And they come home and there's a puddle in the kitchen. Yep. Mm. And all the insulation in the crawl space is nasty. There's a giant puddle of water underneath the house now as well. Yeah. And at that point, they're going
3: through a restoration company, which then they call us. Saying, yeah. Hey, we've got water in the crawl space. We need that pumped
1: out. Mm-hmm. So
3: we're more than happy to go out there and do that. Hmm.
1: Do you also reinstall the insulation,
2: too? We certainly can,
3: yes. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And wow. put a new vapor barrier and all that yeah. fun stuff yep. if it's Vapor needed. barrier, lime, we'll yeah. take
2: care of it. Cool. Wow. Well, that's good to know. That's really good to know. Yeah. So, okay, so we know the difference between you and your competitors. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we fully vetted you, and we chose you to come on the air. Yeah. Tell us, you tell us, what the big difference is between you and your competitors in the marketplace.
3: Every competitor has their own unique style. Mm-hmm. We and as Howie has always instilled in everybody throughout the company and throughout the years mm-hmm. we have honest and upfront pricing yeah. You have no hidden costs you call us up we're going to ask you a series of questions mm-hmm. we're going to give you a price based on those questions so we're relying not only on the homeowner yeah. but our processes as well yeah. to give you the best pricing possible mm-hmm. so when we show up on your house there's not going to be a surprise the yeah. outcome yeah. is 200 <clears throat> more yeah you know at most you may have missed one or two vents. Mm-hmm. We'll add those on, mm-hmm. but it's not a huge surprise. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're not going to advertise going. We can come out and do it for one ninety nine, and then show up and it's twelve, thirteen hundred dollars. Well, $1, and
1: you get things like that in the mail. Yeah. Like I saw some, yeah, I don't know, what was it? Like ValPak, pack? You know the things mm-hmm. that come in the mail, and it yep, was, I was like see those all the time, one seventy nine or one ninety nine or whatever. And I'm like, huh.
3: But you got to read the fine print on this, because yeah. typically they'll say $179 for the, for, for the entire house, mm-hmm. supplies only, your return is excluded, they don't pull the fan, mm-hmm. and what type of process are they using? Yeah. Are they using a shop vac, or yeah. are they using a portable unit, or are they using a truck-mounted vacuum mm-hmm. system?
1: I'm assuming the truck-mounted is so much stronger, correct? It's
3: got a lot of suction on it. You're yeah. talking 15,000 to 20,000 CFMs. Jeez so yeah that's that would, a lot yeah it is a lot i mean it can literally
1: get stuck to you yeah exactly. <laughs> got a hickey real quick yep. <laughs> and that's not pretty no <laughs> big round hickey oh yeah My wife might not like that very much like like <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect circle. How did that happen, honey? Oh, yeah, well, well,
2: that's 1,500 CFM. <laughs> <almost, dude. laughs> and that's going to hurt for a while, too. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Well, that's good. No, I, I think that's the... Um, when Christian and I, we do home buyer classes, and we right. do home buyer education classes, and when we ask our attendees what they're looking for in a mortgage lender or a real estate professional, really, that's what they want, transparency, and they want mm-hmm. upfront, right. you know, I don't There's know surprises. what they're getting into. Yeah. yeah, and so that's that's a big part of both of our businesses. We've just built our practices around that, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty easy way to do business when that's it's, how you operate. Hey, this is you can go work with somebody else, but we're telling you up front, we're honest. Yeah. This yeah. is what it's going to cost. This is what it is. Yeah, go go with that Valpak company, and I can promise you it won't be one ninety nine. It's probably going to be like eight ninety nine, and we're saying it's going to be our bid is nine forty. So. We have this. They have that. So, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. smart. I really and appreciate like I said, saying we're, that. We're,
3: we're ethical. We're honest. Yeah. And we're out front. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's why you're deal. here. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. That's why
2: you're here. All right. So uh, biggest benefits, the biggest benefits of cleaning. I mean, I think we've kind of already talked about this. I know the answer to this. But what are the biggest benefits if we've maybe missed something to cleaning your air ducts?
3: The biggest benefit you're going to see right away is you're going to notice the air is a lot different. It's mm-hmm. it's cleaner, it's fresher. Um, you're not going to have as much dust throughout the house unless hmm. you've got serious leaks somewhere in your ductwork. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so if gonna... Jenny's listening, she's probably already called you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm actually surprised thing. Shannon, yeah, my wife, right thing. here, has yeah. not done this yeah. yet. Yeah, yeah. We get a, we accumulate a lot of dust, so okay.
1: And that's
3: one of our biggest complaints is we'll get calls from people saying, you know, I dust and then I go back. A mm-hmm. day later, and mm-hmm. the dust is back. Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's a lot of issues that could be causing that. Yeah,
1: mm. but a big one could be... Could be dirty fact. duct work. Yeah.
2: Yep. Well, so. and then correct me if I'm wrong, but dirty duct work could put stress and strain on the actual will equipment, right? It definitely make the
3: equipment work harder yeah. to move that air through there. Okay. Okay.
2: All right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now... I don't own a commercial company. I obviously work at a bank. What's the big difference between residential and commercial, ductwork or, or HVAC?
3: The concept is the same. You've got airflow through ductwork. However, the cleaning methods are different. Mm-hmm. In residential, it's a lot easier because we have direct access to the furnaces and all of the system components. Mm-hmm. Whereas commercial, like your building here, which is a high-rise, mm-hmm. we don't have direct access to that ductwork. It's so we have to go roof. through the ceiling tiles. Or, yeah. We have to go up through the roof mm-hmm. or wherever the unit is located. Mm-hmm. It could be 20 stories up. Yeah. Um, so we have to tap into that and figure out where everything's coming from in order to clean your system. Hmm. And I see from your ductwork out front there in the lobby, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of dirt around up there. <laughs> so it's looking like you need a duct cleaning. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did you hear that? KKOL, eyes <laughs> in the skies. Did you hear that? <laughs> but yeah, where?
3: there there is a... Pretty big difference between the two. Commercial is a lot more difficult to perform. A lot more work is involved to do that. Um, And we're working a lot, usually at Mm -hmm. night or after hours Mm -hmm. or in between or on weekends to do the commercial.
1: Yeah. For residential stuff, do you guys do weekends too or –
3: not, a, not not all the usually. time. Usually, only, only if Monday the hamster gets stuck in the. In
2: the <laughs> <hatchback>. <laughs> only if it's a nine one one, right? Correct. Yeah. They don't want to come. Well, out Well, I'm s- I'm sold, and I know the whole well, a couple big pointers with me: the dust, cleaning the air, getting the dust uh, out of there. The other thing is, um, you know, just refreshing everything. If mm-hmm. you move into a house that's been previously right. lived in, right. so uh, man, I really appreciate you coming on board today and, and talking about this. One last question. Mm-hmm. Because we have listeners all over King County. Gosh, we have listeners over on the island. I've gotten calls Mm -hmm. before from people over on the island. How far away will you travel?
3: We'll travel where anywhere we need to be. We'll go Mm -hmm. from all the way from uh, Olympia South all the way out to North Bend. We'll go up to Bellingham. We go out to the islands. We'll go
1: where we need to be. My grandpa in Norway. (laughs) <laughs> probably
3: not in Norway because that
2: would require the van. a big boat driver. Yeah. The van. Would, all right. That's all a pretty right. expensive bid. That would
1: be. Yeah. yeah. Be I'm sure fun. there's a company over there. Oh yeah. They could probably help him out.
2: Well, let me give our listeners just a a little more information on you and how to get a hold of you and uh Get some clean air running through your house. So Mm -hmm. uh, Howie's PowerVac is a locally owned company located in Edmonds. They specialize in residential air duct cleaning and are certified by the NADCA. Christian, don't even try to guess what that stands for. (laughs) I already read it earlier. (laughs) The National Air (laughs) Duct Cleaners Association of America. Howie's has been around for uh, 63 years. They have experience to get the job done efficiently and effectively. And honestly. And honestly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love Mm -hmm. the upfront transparency. Uh, if you're interested in requesting an estimate, uh, you can definitely go to their website. I am. I actually encourage you to go to their website. The website is Howies H O W I E S. So Howies Powervac Vac dot com. So Howies PowerVac dot com, and uh, you can look under there. They have some really great before and after pictures. some Really good. Have, yeah. Just click on their photo gallery. If you've
1: gallery. never seen inside a duct before mm-hmm. you might want to look at their website because yeah. you might be calling them immediately yeah, going, exactly oh my god i'm so grossed out right now yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I need these cleaned yeah, immediately. i guarantee my wife's feelings <laughs> if she, when she listens
2: to this she will definitely feel that same way so or you can just call them so i'm gonna, I'm gonna we're gonna have their number on our website SeattleRealEstateRadio.com. Um, but i'm gonna say it if, if you're listening 206-783-3317 i'll say it again if you're listening pull over don't don't text and Dial drive. and text while you drive 206-783-3317. <laughs> and uh this was super, super informative. Uh Eric, I really want to thank you for coming on board with us today.
3: I appreciate it. It was a fun, fun little
2: I got one last little question. Yeah. yeah. So for air ducts that are like
1: between joists. Uh-huh. Is that still, you're still able to clean that? Because I know that's, I see that in a lot of older homes. A
3: lot of older homes, that that's what is called joist ductwork. And yes, okay. we can clean it. All
1: right. That's good to know. Boom. Well, Eric, I really appreciate it. I know Dan said it a bunch. I'm thoroughly grossed out at my house right now. So <laughs> you will be hearing from me. Uh, but stay tuned for more. Dan's got some great mortgage insights after the break.
0: Stay tuned. There's more Seattle Real Estate Radio coming up here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL. We're back with more Seattle Real Estate Radio with your hosts, Christian Nossum and Dan Keller.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Seattle Real Estate Radio here on KKOL 1300 AM. This is your host, Christian Nossum, with my co-host, Mr. Dan Keller, MLO number...
2: 115349-er. And you work where? New American Funding... (laughs) Yeah, you know what, the reason why he's kind of giving me a hard time about that is I don't think in the intro... You said it. So mm. literally, there are eyes in the sky. They're we got always. buzzed. We got compliance yeah. buzzed earlier that uh, we didn't disclose that. So no, I am a mortgage loan Choppers officer. Are coming for you. New American Funding, I can see it right out the window, unless that's the Cairo 7 chopper. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we are uh, live again this week with a really good guest. That was a great yeah, show. Was- Mm -hmm. I'm thoroughly disgusted right now. Yeah.
1: I do not want to sleep in my own house tonight because I want my ducks cleaned ASAP.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's something that uh, I know my wife's going to want to do as well. Yeah. It's not very much money. No. And it really does. I mean, looking at the photos, if
1: you go to their website, and we're actually going to have our videographer put some of the photos on the video that's on seattlerealestateradio.com. Um Check those out because once you see mm-hmm. what is before and after, you're going to go, oh, my gosh. Yeah. If I've never done this before mm-hmm. in my
2: house, I have to get it done. Yeah. It's gross. Well, I remember at our first house, um, it was probably Allie because Hudson was too small. But it might have been Hudson. Uh, really loved pulling up the vents and jamming stuff down there, really. Mm-hmm. And, and no matter what we did, we couldn't I, – I, actually, I think it was Hudson. We couldn't get him to quit doing it. Well, one day – he decided to throw our keys down there. Ooh. yeah! And luckily, it was in our living room, and you know, and I was familiar in the crawl space how the, the uh-huh. duct system worked, and so it just you know went down, and 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 there was a low spot, so I went down to the crawl space, and there was a little bit of a low spot down there, so I shook it until I could hear him, and he came down to the low spot, and I didn't know anything else to do, so I'm like, okay, I uh, we need our keys, so we gotta go. Yeah. I know backup, so I just took a knife and I slid it whoa, wide whoa. open yeah. and. What came out of that low <laughs> spot? It wasn't you. It was like literally a toy chest. Oh my gosh! Socks, shoes, all the baby. You know, you guys have the to toys. Look at, yeah, the toys galore. My keys. <laughs> um, I'd probably say about seven dollars and change. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. And so, um, so yeah, I can only imagine that was after three or four years of living in that house mm-hmm. uh, and we, we bought it brand new. And so uh, I can only imagine a house that's been lived in for 30, 40, 50 years, what mm-hmm. might be, or what may have built up. So mm-hmm. pretty crazy, man. Good well, one, yeah. and I
1: see when I'm looking at new construction, I see when they put in the ducting mm-hmm. and then realizing that that's well before drywall's done. And I mm-hmm. guarantee a builder is not going to go through and clean out those ducts.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You, when you move into new construction, you should probably get that stuff cleaned yeah. out. Cause that's yeah,
2: yeah. I know that there's a lot of uh, sheetrock and screws, yeah. I and mean, just little things, a lot of finish work probably that's built mm-hmm. up. I know. I know for a fact, just by looking in ours, that there's. There's a bunch goodies of goodies down there, so yeah, yeah. yep, we'll be uh, we'll be calling up Howie's, I guarantee it. <laughs> it's good to know that they travel up north too. Yeah. Like, yeah,
1: no, they'll go anywhere. Yeah, and they are. I mean, we looked up a lot of different companies that did this, mm-hmm. and well, by we, I mean Chase, our producer, yeah. looked up a lot of companies to find this, and he found really seriously one of the best ones yeah. to come out. Good job, Chase. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good job. He's yeah. smiling. He's he's happy.
2: Well, go to listen, go to howiespowervac.com mm-hmm. and uh, and and take a look around. Obviously, you know, you need to listen back to the show. We have it on Seattle Real Estate Radio. You can re-listen to the show, but a lot of good information. Yeah. So, sounds good. Um, you got a mortgage minute for us? I do idea? have a mortgage
0: minute. Welcome to this week's mortgage Minute with Dan Keller.
2: Why don't you give us your MLO number? Yeah, we'll do it again. Just for
0: compliance sake.
2: Yeah. So, my name is Dan Keller. I am a mortgage loan officer at New American Funding right here in Kirkland. And my MLO number is 115349. And the mortgage bond market has has been under a beating Hmm. lately. So,. in a nutshell, I've explained this before, but basically investors put money in stocks. They invest in stocks mm-hmm. or bonds. Mm-hmm. Typically, they invest in bonds. Bonds are a safer bet. Okay. Well, yeah. with late, with the run that the stock market's been on lately, the stock market's on a run of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And it's putting a lot of pressure on mortgage bonds, causing mortgage rates to increase. So um, there's also some things that are built in to... Uh, what the market's doing and built into the bond market, the mortgage market right now. So this coming week, uh, Janet Yellen is going to um, be announcing whether or not they're going to raise the Fed funds rate. So I will, eh, maybe a risky move right now. I'm going to go on record and I'm going to say that it's probably 100% chance she's going to yeah. raise the Fed funds rate. Yeah. So I may be wrong. Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> but um, so there's a there's a really good chance the Fed funds rate is going to be increased, and how will that affect yeah. uh, credit cards versus mortgages yeah. versus so other stuff? The easiest way I explain this is that the Fed funds rate is is how money is um, I guess um, gauged in okay. and out of the U.S. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so if there's inflation concerns. Uh, they might dial it back, meaning they'll raise the cost of money. Mm-hmm. If they need to decrease the cost of money or make money more liquid, then they'll decrease it. So okay. uh, right now, there's a lot of inflation talks. Right now, the economy looks like it's doing really good. We're seeing some mm-hmm. really good reports. The Dow's on fire. And um, so that in, in, in order to tame that, they're raising the cost of money. Mm-hmm. So they're increasing the Fed funds rate. Okay, mm-hmm. so what it does, I tell people this is very simple. The Fed funds rate is not directly attached to mortgage rates. Mm-hmm. However, there's an indirect relationship to it. So typically, when the Fed funds rate is being increased, mortgage rates will increase as well because there's cer- certain things the economy is doing well, maybe the stocks are doing well. So because the stock market is doing better than the bond market, it's putting pressure on mortgage bonds, causing mortgage rates to increase. Here's my take on this, and I'll mm-hmm. wrap up with this. This coming week, Janet Yellen will raise the Fed funds rate. That move has already been priced into the market. So a really Mm. good example of this right now is you and Shannon are in the process of refinancing your home. Mm -hmm. We have not locked your interest rate Mm -hmm. yet. We're waiting. Mm -hmm. So I believe, and this is if you look at the last, you know, the trends for when the Fed adjusts the Fed funds rate, there's rates worsen. Leading up to it, and then there's kind of a little bit of a release, and rates improve afterward. So they get better they get for better. the consumer. Yeah, cause it's already the, the 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 decision or the news mm-hmm. is already baked into the market yeah. right now. People
1: have already assumed yeah. she's going to say Investors, yes.
2: Investors, yeah, yeah. And, and and even though she will, um, it's already kind of baked into it. So once once she does raise the Fed funds rate, the indirect relationship between the two, um, I think we'll see uh, some uh, less pressure on bonds. The market will improve. Um, slightly. I mean, we're not... It, the whole talk about 3% 30-year fixed anymore is pretty much gone. Yeah. We've, we've we've broken into the low to mid fours, mm-hmm. um, which is still a really good rate. That's kind of where we were at about a year ago. Yeah. So it's still a really good rate. Um, I'm putting together some research right now and some information on um, a lot of talk right now about we're heading toward a recession. Mm-hmm. We've been on a really good run for about eight years, meaning the stock market year over year has or the markets have improved for about eight years in a row. And Mm -hmm. history tells you that there's a correction in the market every five, so we're due for one. Mm -hmm. So I really, I don't wanna just say that and people be scared, I wanna say it with some context. So I'm putting together some really good uh, information for next week's show on that topic. Maybe it might take me a little bit longer Tony Robbins has a really good book coming out, that's that's been released, It's called Unshakable. Talks mm-hmm. about that. He talks about that, hmm. talks about that it, we are due for a correction. It's going to correct, and how to prepare yourself for that. Whether you are a millennial, whether you're Gen X, or um, or a Boomer, mm-hmm. or you know older, you're pretty much screwed. So, <laughs> but uh, but you know the Boomer, gen, you know the Boomer generation, um, or X, or millennials. So yeah. whatever you are, whatever you how are. to prepare. Sixteen under, okay. If you're sixteen over. Better already have a good plan in place. Well, yeah. If you're listening
1: to this show, you probably already do have a pretty good plan in place. To be honest with you. So, so.
2: anyways, I'm going to be putting together some info on that. Other than that, um, yeah, it's craziness right now. Mm -hmm. You know, we're kind of in that weird period in the markets. You know, with real estate and and then finance with rates going up and the home appreciation still going up. We're Mm -hmm. seeing multiple offers and values going up. So, and then the inventory issue that you talked about. Mm -hmm.
1: So, yeah, inventory is just insane. Number of people moving in. I read an article. I think it was
2: last week in the seattle
1: to it was two weeks ago in the seattle times mm-hmm. saying that uh for every or every day 40 people are moving to seattle and there's only i, th- I want to i might be misstating this but i want to say there was only mm-hmm. um 12 or 13 new construction units being built every day wow 40 people moving in only 13 new units additional yep. units being built yeah and that's part of that supply yeah. and demand that we're talking about.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll do I'll do some more research too. But I read some good info the other day in Snohomish County. A lot of new starts, new build starts. Mm-hmm. That's three, to two to three years out. Mm-hmm. But some good information around that too. So
1: interesting, interesting. Well, that was a great show. Um, I'm honestly going to call Howie's Power Back yep. and get that stuff done yep. ASAP. So thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we will be back next Monday from three to four PM. So stay tuned for more Seattle Real Estate Radio.
0: To contact the show or for more information, visit Seattle Real That's Seattle Real And be sure to tune in again next Monday at 3 for more Seattle Real Estate Radio with your hosts, Christian Nossum and Dan Keller, right here on Business Radio 1300, KKOL. The preceding program was sponsored by the Awesome Nossum Group and Dan Keller. Business Radio